once again, everybody, welcome to another edition of After Further Review with Mark Ferreira and John Pelkey, Jeff Taylor, our producer on the board. As always, wherever you are, whatever you're listening, whatever you're listening on, however you're listening, you have to cover everything now. Um, welcome and thank and thanks for listening. Big, big day on top, Mark. It's um, it's overreaction Monday, which will bleed into overreaction Tuesday and will bleed into overreaction Wednesday this week as yes, well. Yes, because of Tuesday night football. But um, before we get into that, before we discuss uh, the end of Pete Carroll's reign in Seattle. And that's pretty clear. uh, And the um, and Russell Wilson really being one of the most overrated quarterbacks. Well, I I don't think there's any doubt. I I don't think there's any doubt. I would say I would say right now, if you got a Drew Locke or Russell Wilson, mm, Locke might, you know, for the money. Might might be your I'd, choice. I'd say a push. I'd say a push at this point in time. All right. Okay. Um, what so, else? The, so the we Giants. Are over, we are overreacting, John, and we have right. to overreact to the to the to the to the elephant in the room right now. We have to overreact to that first before we move on. Um. Okay. We'll do that. I also have just want to let everybody know we'll talk a little bit college football because that's getting more and more interesting. Clearly, um, obviously for Oregon. Once they were out of the national championship race, decided to take the rest of the season off. And who can frankly blame them? The Pac-12 remains the most entertaining conference that will never achieve anything in college football. Uh, but apparently there's an elephant in the room. Um, so it's whatever, whatever you're wearing on your head, John, it's whatever you're wearing. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a thing holding my hair together today. Yeah. So is that, a, is that a uh, what's that called? A, a band, a hair band, a hair. Yeah, it's my wife's hair band. It, it's it's Jody's hairband. It's a it's, it's in a, a scrunchy. It's a scrunch in a periwinkle blue, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> so. What's the difference between periwinkle and navy? Navy's much darker. I think there is a. Uh, I think there was a, somebody told me this once. A guy I worked for a guy at a tuxedo rental store. A guy very very smart. Went to Penn. Not everybody who goes there is very very smart, but he was. Um, he uh. He told me once that the difference between true navy blue and black is that if you have those colors on the same surface, that the navy blue, I believe he said, would be uh, one to two degrees cooler than the black. That that's one way you can tell, because sometimes you have the incredibly dark navy blue. Yeah. And periwinkle is more, you know, it's 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 more of a sort of pale blue sort of thing. So that's that's really what this is. I know it's a little hard to say. But uh, I knew you'd make fun is of it. There, is there? No, no, I'm not making fun of it. I just well, question the ne- necessity of it. It's because the you hair is long. And my eye. Your hair will be in your eyes. Yeah. Okay. It does. It. It. it I don't it, know. I, I have a need. I have a need for for you to. I have a need for you to prove that right now to us. I don't know, Jeff. Do you do you uh, join me in this need? Like you can take it out. Just take it out, John, real quick, and shake your hair and, and well, let's I see how far good. down got, it goes I, into your eyes. I, I'm willing to take part in this, uh, but I couldn't care less. Yes, yes. <laughs> See, but, but but for somebody like Mark uh, Jeff, who hasn't yes. had to deal with hair in his eyes since the Hoover administration, then I think you know there's yeah there's. I've never had to deal with hair in my eyes, John. No, because yours goes so- out. Yeah. Instead of yeah, that's mine. The, did that's- that when I was younger. Mine did that yeah. when I was younger. I, when my hair was actually dark, it, it was uh, had a lot more body and was a lot more it was a lot curlier, so it would grow out. So I feel you, Mark. I always wanted to be able to pull the hair back, but it has become a bit of a thing, uh, and I'll probably be getting a little bit of a trim. Though I'm going to stay with the longer hair look because I like it, it seems to be uh, it seems to be a favorite of the ladies. Um, and really? uh, you know, really? you can't. Well, I mean, come on, honestly. What other reason would would I uh, would I have to do it uh, other than saving money? Um, so did you see Brian's Brian a scary chief of the fires uh, comment? It's pretty hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all right, fair enough. That's a, my my squad fifty one touring days are, are clearly You're over. Probably in the past. Yes, yeah, John, you probably missed your opportunity. I have my Randolph Mantooth T shirt that I wanted to wear when I was there. Maybe it might have been a little too much anyway, but uh, yeah. So uh, I, I don't even remember what I was saying because that 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 overreaction, just overreaction Monday. Well, you're going to yeah. cut your hair and you're not going to show up with scrunchies anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to show saying. up with scrunchies in the hair for the Raptor gig. So um, I'll probably be cutting it a little bit. Though I'm going to keep it a little bit long. Going for a different look because it doesn't matter. Never working a theme park again. Those jobs are not coming back, people. Probably not. Lenny's joining us right now. We want to thank Lenny. 
Yes. John, I want to thank Lenny from the bottom of my heart. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well done, uh, Lenny. Um, and Lenny uh, announcing his retirement this week as well, which is something yeah. you and I probably should have done in March. Uh, but we, you know, we held out hope. Well, yeah. and there was no there was no entity. There was no, you know, huge corporate entity right. offering us this wonderful retirement package either. So, you know. well, you know, it's so funny that, uh, uh, that you said that it reminds me of a, uh, a friend of mine, uh, my be- my friend who played football at Virginia. There was a guy who played with him, um, an offensive lineman who is still to this day the funniest man I ever met. Funniest guy ever. I think he was from Naples. Uh, anyway, r- r- really good guy. Jim Huddleston, a good college football player. But uh, and I think he tried to side as an un- uh, as a uh, free agent out of college to, to make an NFL team. And he did not make the team, but he had some sort of pull with the news organization. So um, he never played it down to my knowledge in the national football, even a preseason game or whatever. Price. But he had it in the paper when he announced his retirement from the NFL. Which I just thought was it, it just if you knew Jim Huddleston, it was absolutely perfect. He let everybody know if you're looking for me, uh, not, you're not going to find me. I'm retiring. So, congratulations, Lenny, for your retirement. Yeah, overreaction Monday. Mark is just amused by the comments. Not hasn't paid any attention to me. Didn't hear well, it when I. I mean, you're talking about Jim Huddleston or John. Well, Huddleston. I'm just pointing out it is very funny to announce it. Okay. Wow. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wow, I see who you're channeling. Notes during the show. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Somebody's got to pick up that mantle, Mark. I'm not, Somebody's got to pick it. It's going to be you. It's going to be you. No, no, no. I'm I'm not paying attention. You know me, John. I don't take I don't take copious notes. No, I just true. check out when I'm uh, you know, not quite engaged as as much as I I was more engaged in looking at Lenny and Brian's comments than I was talking about Jim Huddleston. Nothing against you. I'm always engaged with 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 you for the most you part. Reach but out to Jim Huddleston, let him know you have issues with him. It's fine. <laughs> I really, I really don't have issues. Former with offensive lineman Jim Huddleston. Right, he could he could squash me. That's right. Great athlete. Yeah, father I think was a dentist, so he's got money. Just sure. essentially everything chasing I'm you not. down and making you pay for this is not going to be difficult for Jim Huddleston. <laughs> it, it really isn't. So, no, really well. And so buckle up. Where, where does he live these days? Buckle up. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look into that uh, further. All right. Here we go. Um, overreaction Monday. I have a trivia question I'm going to ask. But before I ask the trivia question, Mark, I'll give you a moment to think about this. What was the biggest surprise for you from yesterday? Because there were a couple. I think we would both, we would all agree that there were a couple of uh, big surprises yesterday. What were the biggest surprises for you? Well, I think the biggest surprise was uh, the Giants, obviously beating the um, beating the, the Seahawks. Seahawks in Seattle. Mm. New York Giants, who I think were um, uh, I don't know ten point underdogs, roughly something along those lines. Yeah, uh, that was the biggest surprise. It was a little surprising that Kansas City had had such a tough time with Denver. Well, and I got to tell you, for me, and um, uh, forty five to nothing, the Patriots over. Yeah, uh, San Diego for a couple of reasons. First of all, I didn't think San Diego was that bad. They're certainly not that bad talent wise. Um, the other side of that coin, Mark, is whoever thought the Patriot offense that we've been watching would put forty five points on anyone? They seem like they're yeah, they're I limited, think, but they're starting yeah. to find something with Cam that uh, asks of him to do the things that he does well. That's true, but I think they also had a couple of either defensive touchdowns or special teams touchdowns. I, it was a little bit of an of an still. If they put thirty one points on anybody, score. surprising. Yeah, I mean that's true. There's no doubt about it. And uh, San Diego just really falling off a cliff. Justin and, Herbert has been able to put up points against everybody. Even you know, it's just that that would really really. They figured him out. Lot. They figured that guy out. He's done. <laughs> that's it. He's done. That's it. No, I mean, he's a he's a shell of what he once was. You know, I mean, it was a flash <laughs> in the pan. In know, week eight, Herbert. he was yeah. such a better player in week eight. He really was. He really was. The you know defenses hadn't figured out. Usually, it takes a year, year and a half to figure out kind oh, of newfangled Lord. things, and it's taken NFL defenses you know four games. Uh, and and uh, and the love Cleveland. and Cleveland the love that yeah. Yeah, the love that the Giants are getting, to your point, is hysterical now because, you know, Joe Judge, who is Joe Judge? And now he and Brian Flores, it's like, oh, boy, this 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 late group of Belichick uh, guys is is doing well. Boy, early on, they weren't great. But now, look, look, and, you know, it's overreaction Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, it's that hilarious. said, 
I do think uh, I do think Seattle. We've talked about Seattle. They are an imperfect team, and there are things that they're going to have to do uh, better if if they're going to win at all. But I mean, it wasn't as it, you know their defense is still playing well. That was the thing we were all concerned about yeah. through most of the season. And then yesterday, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the football at all. And and they harassed Russell Wilson. I yeah, think they, they sacked him another five times. I think he threw another couple of or had another couple of turnovers. I mean, it's it's just very interesting when their offense doesn't do what we. Th- I mean, they've got DK Metcalf, mm. one of the top receivers in the NFL, and Russell Wilson, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and maybe of all time. I mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer already. Yeah. And their defense, what they allowed, what seventeen points. I mean, their defense is playing fine. Yeah. That was very surprising. And then, of course, Cleveland just taking it to Tennessee. I don't think anybody saw and, that coming. No. And, and I mean, I know the final score was a, was a seven-point margin, but it was not. Well, they even, blew them out in the first half. Not even near as close as that. That was It was never a game. It they blew never. them out in the first half. And I think uh, I think two things in the second half. I think uh, Cleveland, and people were saying this today, and I usually – uh, laugh at this sort of thing, but they're just so not used to playing with a big lead yeah. that I think that coaches and players, I think they were a little confused by that. And also uh, Mike Vrabel's a very, very good coach and Tennessee's have to obviously made some halftime adjustments to slow them down offensively. But uh, yeah, I, you know, Cleveland plays like that. They can win a playoff game. And I think most people thought just getting there for them was the ceiling. But if they play that well, being able to run the ball that well, and the way Baker Mayfield is playing now within, uh, I think he's going to have to, as they move on, I think he's going. they're going to have to open that offense up a little bit. They're going to have to do some more. They're going to have to be able to go downfield a little more. But as long as they're able to run the ball like that, and if their defense plays like they played in the first half, that's a pretty good football team, frankly. They're nine and three. They're nine yeah. and three. You can't really, you can't just dismiss that. You cannot Not just at all. That. And they just beat, and they, there were two eight and three teams playing each other, yeah. and they essentially blew them out. I mean, I know Tennessee came back, but it was garbage. I thought it was a lot of garbage time stuff. You know, yeah. they, they were out, they were down, you know, four touchdowns. Brian Ascari uh, bringing up the fact that uh, the Chargers also uh, suffered horribly on special teams. They didn't play well. Yeah. I, I agree with all of that, but I still think you have to look at Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and uh, the way they're trending, the way they're playing, and getting more used to Cam, he's getting rave reviews. I, I know he's not the player that he once was, and it, I think it's it's fairly obvious, but he's getting nothing but praise for his work ethic, and, and you wonder if he hadn't had to miss the couple of games that he did, you know, where would they be right now? Because they, they're they still in the hunt for playoffs, and stranger things have yeah, happened. Yeah, they're not far. They're, they're like a game, they're like game, a and a game out of the seventh. Um, game, game and a half maybe. out of the seventh, I think. Yes, something like that. But it's, uh, remember, also, they had a, uh, you know, they had a half a yard to gain to beat Seattle. They missed mm-hmm. that. The, the fumble by him against Denver. You know, not only did he miss some games, but there were also games at the last second they could have won. Yeah. You know, the fact that they've had to adjust from Tom Brady, and with not a very good roster at all, Mm-mm. and Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay with a very, very good roster, and Tampa Bay's only one game ahead of the Patriots <laughs> after 12, that's pretty noteworthy. That is yeah. pretty darn noteworthy. So the whole thing about, well, it's all Brady. It's obviously Brady. Well, you know, let's rethink. Let's just let's just settle in on the idea that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are the best coach and quarterback in the history of the NFL and just forget about it. Hard to argue with compare anything like that. It's, it's, it's hard to, hard to argue with it. And no one player can carry any team. You have the other players around you or in that case with Belichick and Brady that, you know, the only player I ever remember carrying anybody. Well, I guess you can argue LeBron certainly do, has done that carried a team almost single-handedly, but Danny Manning for Kansas in 1987, was it 87, I think? They, anyway, 87, 88. 88 was the Kansas team. 88 88. Was the, yeah, 87, 88 was that season. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 88, they uh, won. March of 88, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a one-man team. But, uh, yeah, it, it was Belichick and Brady. That's why yeah. they won so much. That's why also they Larry Brown, though. I, mean, I want to give Larry Brown credit for that. All right, fair enough. Larry Brown. 
Is that who Belichick took over for? The uh, So there's a lot of talk about the fact that Belichick would be a lot better with Brady as a quarterback, but Brady would be a lot better off if he had a better coach in Tampa as well. I think he's starting to take some blame, the the coaching in Tampa. Well, I, I don't, I, I think the, well, I think Bruce Arians is, is a terrific coach. I just I, don't necessarily support a great fit for what they're, what Brady's exactly used to what doing. what I'm hearing. Yep. But we'll see. I mean, that you, you just want, you know, he's, he, he's just set in his ways, Bruce Arians. That's the thing. And probably he's Tom not, Brady is a little bit as well. I know, but you'd think, if you're going to bring in a 43-year-old quarterback, then I don't care how old you are as a coach or how set in your ways you are as a coach, you need you need to adjust your offensive schemes for that. And it's like a guy like, and I'm 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 going to bring up, you know, I'm going to be a, be a homer now, but a guy like Kyle Shanahan can be creative with his personnel. Joe yeah. Gibbs, your 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 favorite coach, one of the best coaches of all time. Yeah could be creative with his personnel and Bruce Arians is tr- in a way trying to fit Tom Brady into his schemes. Yeah. And it's not working, Bruce. You've got a great roster. Let, you know, figure it out. You're a good offensive mind, a very good offensive mind, according to everyone out there. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just think, um, you know, maybe Jameis's problems last year, what weren't all his fault either. Perhaps. Possibly. Possibly not. Um, now people talking about uh, the Saints and thinking uh, Hill could be, you know, maybe maybe he is the quarterback of the future when I think most people thought he was going to be this slash type player his whole career. And uh, a stopgap thing, you know, and I and and look at him. He's totally stepping up, playing well. <laughs> Derek Abbott filling it. Derek actually listening to the show when he's not on it. Derek, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't listen to the show if I wasn't on it. Oh, I guess I've actually done that before. Chargers. Chargers. Three consecutive punts. They had the wrong number of men on the field. You know, you can fire the special teams coach, but I I liked Anthony Lynn. As do I. But but I just don't see, you know, if your ownership there and you have a Justin Herbert, you can't take a couple. You can't do a Jerry Jones has done in Dallas. Just keep a guy around for a bit because you like him and hope that it gets better. I, I, mm, that's an attractive job for somebody moving forward as well. All right. Derek, uh, I want to get- right. Derek, right on the money, though, for Cleveland. He was really yep. focusing on Baker Mayfield. And and there's another overreaction Monday. Baker Mayfield is now Baker Mayfield is now an elite quarterback in the no, Pro Bowl. Uh, all pro, probably. The hell with that. I would say all pro at this point. Uh, uh, if, uh, he retires he- today. First ballot Hall of Famer mark, or does he have to wait for two? He probably has to wait for two. All right, but, fair enough. Seems fair. Yeah. Seems yeah. fair. One of the one of the all-time greats. Uh, but, uh, I yeah, great. I mean, if he continues to play at this level, and, of course, it's one game, that's what I'm reading. <laughs> right. If he continues to play at this level, yeah. they're a force to be reckoned. Well, I think they're a, they're 9-3 and three in a pretty competitive AFC. So yeah. they're a force to be reckoned with regardless. But <laughs> based on one game, if he continues to play like this, it's one game. It's the I, equivalent of what ten games in, in Major League Baseball. Why haven't we seen the same thing with Tua though? From one game to the next, that the take on Tua, uh, the take recently on Tua was like, I'd keep playing him because you got to see if you want to draft one of these. Uh, you want to uh, get a pick higher in the draft and pick up one of these four or five great quarterbacks coming out because you know I tell you, game two, ooh, his second start, two whole starts, Mark. I know. Just, know. you know, two hours worth of football, like 24 minutes worth of on-field action. And we've decided that's it. That's it. But then, you know, then he had another good 12 minutes and he became, you know, oh, he can get it done. Um, before I get to the, uh, and I know this is just free form today because there's just too much to talk about. And I, I do want to get to my trivia questions because I find them. It's a two-part trivia question. I find it really interesting. But um, where there is a quarterback controversy and 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 I think a legitimate one is in Philadelphia right now. And I don't necessarily think that I mean Carson Wentz's career is over, but Jalen Hurts came in yesterday and he played relatively well. And that team looked horrible, horrible. Um, What do you do with, what do you do? Do you start Jalen? I I guess you do. You do. Of course you do. I I think you have to, don't you? you And, and that's the thing about, um, Doug Peterson, who I never trusted when they when they fired um, Andy Reid and put him in, we were so down on him. We really were, and he goes off and wins a Super Bowl and and makes us look it like idiots. Which, of course, is really most people's jobs uh, to make us look like idiots. Contact with it, yes, exactly. But 
I, I don't think he's handling this very well at all. Mm. The, the whole Foles versus Wentz situation and now the, the next quarterback coming in, uh, as opposed to Flores. Look at what Flores has done. Yeah, He pulls Tua. He, he brings in he, he brings in Fitzpatrick, starts him for another game or two, whatever it was, and then starts to, I mean, then brings in Tua. And and like there's no issues. Well, now let me just say this. Much as I much as I'd like to uh uh disagree vehemently with you about that, uh I don't vehemently disagree, but I will say the big difference is is the fact that Carson Wentz was a first round draft choice and Ryan Fitzpatrick so is, is a journeyman. Right. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, is is journeyman. And I think the 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 fear in Philadelphia. Now, I don't know whether I completely believe this is a legitimate fear. In fact, I think competition is generally good for guys is that you destroy Carson Wentz. Um, psyche if you do that and you've already invested all this a, a crap load of money in him and and Fitz is a he's a journeyman Fitz is the perfect guy to have Jalen Hurts I think would be better off if there was a Fitzpatrick in Philadelphia than he would with a Carson Wentz because you just can't have as quick a hook on a guy as your former first round pick and, but, and if 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 Miami had paid Fitzpatrick what uh Philadelphia has paid Carson Wentz so recently right. Tua would not sniff the field but again Remember all of the Sturm and Drong we thought about is like, oh, wait a minute, two is going to start. What happens if he struggles? Right. What happens if they pull him and they pull in Fitz and they and they start Fitzpatrick or they or they replace him mid game with Fitzpatrick, which they did. Is that going to destroy Tua's confidence? The speculative game out there is the same with Philadelphia as it was. It was just as heightened as it was with Miami, well, and we're not talking about it at all anymore because they're handling it perfectly. Although you you already had a an example of Tua losing the starting quarterback job and coming back. So he already he had already kind of shown that he had that kind of psyche to handle. But not according out to the talking out head. I mean, I, I agree with you with Nick Saban and, and getting pulled in a championship game, for crying out loud, but not according to the talking heads. It was like, uh oh, what will happen? And and the same thing with Carson Wentz. It's if Carson went, you know, Joe Montana was pulled for Steve Young. Okay. Yeah. They were paying Joe Montana a lot more than they were paying Steve Young. And they yeah, but we're talking about a great uh top down executive to coaching staff, one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. Those guys could do anything they wanted and it would work. I know, but we none, none of that was for sure in nineteen eighty seven or eighty eight. They had only won two. I mean, only, but still, there was a lot of talk because they had continued to lose first round playoff games. You know what I mean? I just, I, uh, we're after further review, John. I just, I, mm. <laughs> I mean, I know it's probably I err on the wrong side, but I just tend to dismiss all that crap. Yeah, Carson no, Wentz is a I, professional. He's not going to be destroyed. And again, I, mean, I said I, I prefaced this by saying I don't know if I buy all of that because I think you know I don't know how these guys are any different in the pros when than they are when they're in college. And all college coaches will tell you there's nothing better than having a uh, a competition for guys yeah. year in and year out. And we've seen that with Jalen Hurts. My God, he his team gets gets to a national championship game and he gets benched. Um, and has to go and play somewhere else. So, yeah, I don't know that I 100% believe it, but, you know, to your point, it's what everybody talks about when when, yep. when quarterback changes are made. It's all anybody talks about. All right, I want to ask my trivia question right now because um, I think it's very interesting. The last one I asked was, um, was talking about ratings for Super Bowl games. So I started thinking, which college football bowl game and, and, you know, uh, full disclosure, Mark, it is not the pool and weed eater bowl of any season. Um, which college football bowl game got the best ratings of all time? And which college football regular season game? And I will tell you this, that the regular season game is over 25 years old. It's over 25 years old. The best rated, and you'll, uh, we'll all remember the game I, when we, when, uh, when I bring I would, it up. I would guess right off the top, Miami, Notre Dame. It is not a Miami Notre Dame. Wow. Catholics and convicts. Were you thinking it was the Catholics and convicts yeah. game? Yeah, I mean, no. that was 88. So that was, you know, 20. I mean, that was 32 years ago. That's over 25. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and the College Bowl game was not uh, was not a recent one either. So just uh, think about that for a minute. Um, I will. And I pre- had, you know, I had a trivia that we didn't get to. Okay. On Friday, but I'll save it. I'll save it from Wednesday. All right, I'd forgotten that. I I didn't I didn't I remember know. that. I, I try to they, I try to forget they, the shows once they're over. Well, and you just don't pay attention to what I'm saying. What? <laughs> All right, uh, let's just let's just jump back to the the, the NFL for a bit. Um, uh, the Patriots, we've covered. I think they're going to be a difficult out moving through no the doubt. season. No, they doubt. also uh, they also have a game against Miami, which is going to help them in 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 a playoff run. Boy, I tell you, if they make, if they make a play, if they get to the playoffs, then he is the coach of the year. He is the coach. There's of the no year. doubt. There's no I mean, doubt. He won't get it. He probably won't say, get it. I would say though, if the Niners somehow get to the playoffs, he'll have some competition. Uh, Lenny, it is not the Nebraska Oklahoma uh, Thanksgiving game uh, from many many years ago. Uh, that is not the game, but uh, that is a good guess. Uh, well, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to win uh, Coach of the Year either. But I there. There's no reason the team that team should be playing as well as it is, or should have been should have been playing over the last few weeks as well as it is. And now it's getting healthy. Um, so they're going to, they're still in the mix in, in the wild, wild West, which is where I wanted to move next. The Los Angeles Rams who just get, we just think of them as light and not, um, not really a, th- if everything goes well, they're okay. But at the first sign of anything going poorly, they're in the lead in the NFC West, which I think they we are. all agree has the best they're, teams in football. They're in the lead right yeah. now. Now, last week, and this is the NFL, folks. <laughs> can we please embrace the ridiculousness of how temporal our reactions are to the NFL? I mean, literally, how the gossamer reaction. Because last week at this time, John, they had lost the 49ers. They had lost their lead in the West. And what's wrong with the Rams? One week later, Seattle loses. They beat the Cardinals in a great performance on their part. Cardinals yep. are struggling. Really, they're six and six right now. The they're out of the playoffs. You know who's the seventh seed in the playoffs right now? The Minnesota Vikings. Just keep getting it done. I'll tell you. That's why the NFL is great. That's why the NFL is great, and that's why college football is not because there is a chance to redeem yourself through the course of the season. And I know that if you win late, blah, blah, that happens in college, but it's one loss. It's not starting off one and five, like the, yeah. Like, no, I agree. Or whatever they were. Yeah, uh, I agree. And now, and now they're six and six. And uh, at any rate, yes, the Rams are a formidable team. They really are. And I, and someone said this, I think it was Derek actually last week that said, I think maybe Shanahan just has his number. I think they're, I think he's just in McVay's head. Because they've 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 won four in a row against the Rams, and the Rams are a formidable team. And we talked about the divisional Super Bowl two years too. ago. They're eight and four right now. They're in first place in the hardest division. And it's also divisional rivals. When you see a team twice a year, you know teams in the division generally catch up more. It's why through the Belichick uh, Brady years, Miami always and just bad Miami football teams. Mark would always pull off some sort yeah. of upset, and we would say, "Oh, it's the Miami in September." It's, they just get to see them a lot, and I think. It's helpful. I really do. All right. So I I always get this confused. It's like between Major Harris and Major Applewhite or something. Yes. yes. Who is the Texas guy? Applewhite. Major Applewhite. Right? Major, Major Applewhite. Applewhite. Yep. It was that game that Texas played. Was it Nebraska? It might okay. have been Nebraska, and it was a unbelievable game, and he had an unbelievable performance. And then I would say the bowl game is maybe Texas USC. Um, you are correct in the Texas USC. Texas USC is it, it is the I believe that's the 2006 Rose Bowl. Yes, it was the 05 season, correct? The 2006 and you, Rose Bowl. You, me and our former, uh, well, uh, it was you and me and our our friend who was you know lo- no longer with us um, watching that game. That was a great time. I think it yeah. was at your place. That was and was still one of the greatest football games on any uh, level, anywhere, 
And, and the reason Vince Young will never, ever have to buy a drink or a meal or probably pay for an apartment in the state of Texas, for God's sake, because that was just uh, a, a remarkable game. Yes, that is your bowl game. That's still the highest rated 14 years later. Um, soon to be 50, or 15 years later, I guess, really. Um, the regular season game, we've still not gotten right there. Lenny has it's a Florida-Florida State game. That is not correct either. Yeah, because you said 25, and that was a key, because that 96 season – uh, was those two games, uh, you know, the the one during the regular season and then the one in the bowl game. But yeah, um, yeah the choke, choke a doke uh, game was also well, was a highly like, rated was, game. Right. And, um, the, and the one they were just blitzing Warfel the whole time. And then, yep. Furrier made the simple adjustment to just <laughs> in the shotgun and right. it made all the difference. And they just destroyed Florida State. After that. He, he learned the lesson of protection for that game. Sadly, he could never do that while the head coach of the Washington football team never could, could quite figure out that protecting your quarterback is important. Um, all right. Uh, before we move on and talk a little about uh, college football and what happened over the weekend, anything else in the NFL? Because we can circle back to the NFL and we certainly will. We have two games. Coming up today, the only undefeated team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, against a Washington football team. And, and I got to tell you, um, who would have thought that the teams coming into this season that we thought would be the best in the NFC least, the Cowboys and the Eagles, given the fact that they had the most uh, settled quarterback position, everything, they uh, are at the bottom of that division. And we, we've talked about the Giants. Washington also been playing well as of late. So yeah. that, should, that should be a fun. And then there's a later game that I probably won't watch. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. I believe well, who's, who's involved in that. Is, is there anyone? In- yeah, the Miami Dolphins fans are going to be very interested in that game. That's, uh, that's really going to be an interesting game because uh, Buffalo doesn't have a lot to play for. At this sure point. they do. They're, if, they, if they lose, they're tied with the Dolphins. Yeah. They're the in. AFC East. Doesn't matter. They're in. They're in. Oh, into the playoffs. Yeah, good call because it doesn't matter if you win the play. If you win, they're the, not going to. They're not going to get the. They're not going to get the buy, and they're in the playoffs. That's a very good point. They just don't have that much to play for. And not really, and San Francisco, they have everything to play for. My goodness, it could be six and six along with Arizona and Minnesota. The Giants and the Niners make a run, and that's your NFC Championship yep. game at the end. The Niners and the Giants. With yeah. who's the quarterback now for the uh, for for the 49ers? Jeff Linton, Jeff Lundberg, Jeff Lundberg against Ariel the, Stevens, against the New York Gen- Giants quarterback, who's a new guy too. Famous oh, Baltimore comedian Nick Mullins is the <laughs> yes. is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. He is not that funny tonight. Hopefully What's that? Hopefully yeah. his jokes don't land tonight. Unless they're actually, getting, there's you know, a school the thought that that offense is working better with him than it was with Garoppolo, which is really, eh, I disagree with that. Probably not, but he is playing well. I mean, and they are, and he is an unknown. He's okay. He's, he's, he's limited. Helpful. He's limited. Just uh, limiting his mistakes as well, though. So I think, you know, you're just, you're sandbagging. You're just complaining. Nah, they don't stand a chance. Are you kidding well, me? No, I mean, what the biggest problem the 49ers have is their back end defense. It's been that case ever since Jim Haslett exposed that before uh, the Super Bowl. And, um, and that's still the case now. They, they got torched with Devontae Adams. They got torched with DK Metcalf. And, um, and they've got torched by DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, you know, and now granted, those are elite wide receivers, sure. but they've got one now in, in Buffalo with Stephon Diggs. So, yeah, I worry right, Mark. about that. Some, some, uh, Stephon Diggs, if, if they can contain Stephon Diggs, Niners have a, a very good chance of winning. I think I think they're gonna I, I think they're gonna play very well, and I would not you know if I had to pick somebody, I would probably pick Buffalo, and I think Buffalo is what a three point favorite I know, in the I game. Think they're only one. Is it I, only? I, is I, it that good lord? Yeah. I don't mm. get that. Yeah. Joe Joe Connolly says I should be happy they canceled the Sun Bowl. Today. That's I was just going to let you know they canceled the Sun Bowl. I feel bad so. for those kids now because Jeff really turned my head around. I was going to say Joe must not have been listening lately because Mark no longer feels that way. He's very, very I'm sad for those kids. What are the kids from Kentucky and Purdue going to do, Mark? What are the kids from Kentucky and Purdue going to do? Well, they're going to be they're going to be sad. They're going to be sad that, you know, they're going to chalk it up to 2020, just like all the seniors did who were 2019, 2020 kids, just just like a, a lot of seniors who were 2020, 21 kids. You know, there's a lot of high school and college kids who have been seriously affected by COVID-19 mm-hmm. and are going to remember 2020 as a 
you know, a little bit of a shit storm. And, um, and this is just part of it. Those poor Kentucky Purdue kids. If this is a little bit of a shit storm, I don't ever want to see a serious <laughs> cat five shit storm because wow. It's true. It's, it's very, very true. Also, oh, Joe, Joe, Joe Conley joined us late. Uh, Joe, we were on that bus already. Joe is convinced that the NFC East winner will play the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl, and we have already called a Giants-Browns Super Bowl. So, Which, which oh, by the way, if that doesn't have the best ratings of any Super Bowl, then I, I just don't believe in America anymore. Wow. Well, of course, it's it's worldwide ratings at this point in time. So I just don't believe I just don't believe in the average television audience anymore. I should say that as opposed to America. Now, I don't believe in America. uh, Yeah. And I just don't know what what, what it even means anymore. The average TV, the way people consume everything. By the way, Lenny Rowe with uh, one of those crazy Notre Dame, Florida State games is absolutely correct. The 1993 Florida State oh. Notre Dame game. That is the the game got a lot of uh, wow. discussion recently because that was Notre Dame um, uh, won that game. Ishmael, against, and then the next week they lost to Boston College. To Boston right? College, absolutely I right. I remember that very well. That is still the highest rated. Twenty seven years later, still the highest rated college football game. Uh, Raheem Ishmael. What was his first name? Uh, Rocket. Rocket Ishmael. Right. And Quadri Ishmael was his brother, played at Minnesota. He was the missile. But Rocket Ishmael was yes. at, at Notre Dame at that point and, and had a phenomenal year. Yep. They lost that one game to Boston College. They beat Colorado in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. They were right there. I think Florida State also had a loss. So that's one of those funky things. Florida State lost in Notre Dame. Yeah. They, they so lost Florida in- State, they both had one loss. Yeah. And Notre Dame beat Florida State head to head, Johnny. Yep. Yep. And you really think Notre Dame has a, you know, a, an advantage? That's the exception that proves the rule. Uh, Just so you don't take a beating on Twitter, Mark Rahib. Rahib, yeah, it's Rahib Ishmael. But they called him Rocket, right? Yeah, Rocket Ishmael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Rahim. No, I think he actually said Rahim. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but yes, you're right. If I would have misplaced an M for a B. I could have taken a beating on it's on It's over, right? Johnny. You really the crowd. It really is. You really, you, Actually, really, we're hoping for that. We're hoping for a beating from the woke crowd because that will at least give us some attention. Yes, indeed. All right. These um, little-known little old white guys are saying wrong names of people who are named after, you know, blah, blah, blah. Where, wow, where were you going with that? That just seemed like that had, that had well, nefarious I, undertones. I, 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 I my. stopped it midway. <laughs> well, you, you know. Good Lord. Oh, my God. This is all. I have once told Raheem Ishmael to get off my lawn. That's right. <clears throat> Listening to your rap music. and your... He got all off right. there like a rocket. Uh, one more thing for the, uh, the NFL. Greg Williams got fired as the defensive coordinator of the New York, the hapless New York Jets yesterday. Now, we had had a little uh, text discussion with our friend Lenny, Mark, about, you know, uh, Lenny said something about how can anybody pick the Jets? And we both thought that the Jets could give Las Vegas trouble. We thought that, that was a, there was a possibility that Las Vegas, they might struggle in that game. And, and, talk, and they should have we, lost we, the football game. No, they, they should have. They should have lost the football game. We talked about how odd the Raiders are and how they've lately under Gruden not performed well late in the season. No, we they about that fold. Even, even though he's calling me an elitist right now, which is I, – I, I just don't understand that. But uh, at any rate, um, it's so odd that a New York Jets football team that hasn't won a game and whose entire coaching staff have made – Hundreds of bad calls throughout the season. <laughs> Hundreds that the defensive coordinator gets fired because of one bad call. Oh, I'd have fired him too. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and all the defensive players are going, "What the hell was that?" This, that, and the other. Obviously, it was a stupid call. Obviously, the Raiders are 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 you know miraculously still in the playoff hunt in the AFC because of Greg Williams. But it just shows you what a pathetic organization. I mean, they have a pathetic organization. Well, that's why I said Greg Williams. If stands or butts about that, they're pathetic. Greg Williams may be the winner in this because he's the Jets coach who gets a head start on finding another job because they're all going to be in that position in the end of December. I just don't. I don't. I mean, some of those guys, obviously, you can't paint everybody, but Gase is going to be fired. That whole staff is largely going to be looking for work. Does anyone hire a New York Jets 
coach? Well, or, or a member of the coaching staff, does anyone do that? And if they do, doesn't that expose the ridiculous old boys network still somehow in place in the National Football League? Derek Abbott with a great response. Greg Williams is the reason why everyone in America now knows what cover zero is. Williams just made everyone smarter. Positive thinking. <laughs> I, I think the Jets may be the best trolls of all time to not fire Adam Gase and to fire a defensive coach. Well, did they just let Gase do it? I mean, it's it really is it it, it is odd. Now, I do think that you know we talked about think, that first pick is what they want. They want to there's keep a, Gase in there. a couple of reasons. Yeah, first is that they want they they don't want you know the team to get fired up and win like their last three games to then fall to the third spot and settle for the yeah, tackle from Nebraska against Jacksonville right now. You know. And I don't think they want them to have success, too, because I don't think then they're then you start to get everybody going, well, listen, this guy, there's continuity here, which, again, it's continuity to the team that hadn't won any games. So I'm not really sure what the what the big deal is there. But I think that's probably their reason. Um, and uh, Lenny asking if Greg Williams wasn't part of Bounty Gate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Greg Williams has been called out by a lot of people. Uh, Randy Moss called out Greg Williams a few weeks ago when there were some uh, some plays by the. Jets defenders that that seemed a bit dirty. Um, I can't remember it's a number of weeks ago, but Randy Moss was uh, just out front about this is his teams. They all cheat. This is what they do. They're cheap. He teaches them how to be a cheap shot on their cheap shot team. Um, so Williams, former head coach Greg Williams, who uh, once Browns uh, right, yeah, uh, yeah, angrily uh, agreed to an, a, an interview with me, and he was just mad the whole time because I guess he has. ESPN had said something about it. It wasn't quite Lou Pinella who wouldn't talk to me because uh, they'd had a microphone in the dugout and Lou was about eight quarts in sure. and just screaming at his I relief. Was pit. Oh, he was him. just losing it. And I, I love I just Lou Pinella. Hung over day. He was just hung over and he was oh. just looked, he looked so bad. He looked like he had been beaten up by every human in Tampa <laughs> before he rolls into the, uh, the uh, right. spring training game. But so you interviewed Greg Williams. I interviewed him when he was the head coach of the Browns. Yeah. And he, some, something had happened and uh, and he didn't like what ESPN had reported there. I'm sure there was, you know, some sort of uh, defensive cheap shot thing or something. In any case, um, when he finally acquiesced to it, because I think our producer, uh, the aforementioned Keith Abbott, the oft mentioned Keith Abbott, I should say, it had a relationship with him. So he acquiesced to it, but you could tell it was just like the whole time. He's just seething thinking that I'm in some way, uh, you know, Sal Palantonio, God forbid that ever happened to me. Um, and, uh, he just didn't, he just didn't want to talk to me. And then he said, you know, well, you know, I did, cause I had a, I had a good time at, uh, at your joint for my birthday. And it turns out he was at the ESPN zone in LA, but yeah, whatever it, it all works out. But, uh, I'm not, I'm not surprised they fired him after that because that was just, uh, God almighty. How do you, and for the Raiders, I just, the thing I pictured immediately for the Raiders, because this is not your granddad's Raider team. It's not the Al Davis go deep, you know, well, Raider was team. on that play. And on that play, they finally had to wake up the echoes play because mainly they're, you know, they're four or five yards on the ground, grounded, grinded out on some play action pass. They are not the team they used to be. And wasn't it just the most remarkable. And then against the jets, which let's remember that was the Heidi game back in the Perfect. day. That's a, that's an AFL matchup. They played in the playoffs. Joe Joe Namath will tell rivalry, you major rivalry. Joe Namath has said beating the Raiders in the AFL championship game actually felt better than even beating the Colts in the NFL because they had lost to the Raiders so many times. And, and right after that, he'll let you know that if you get in on the deadline, you can get your Medicare benefits. Uh, <laughs> you buy gold. Them. You can buy gold. You can you can get these Medicare benefits, but you got to do it before the deadline, and it's free. No, he's I'm I give him so much credit. I give I Joe him. Namath so much credit because he's Joe Namath. He's lived Joe Namath's life, and he's still got gigs. You know, he's he, he's still got people hiring him for crying out loud. And he's still he's such a good he's such a sweet guy. Uh, remember, I've interviewed him. I remember him yeah, at yeah, one but point. Yes, in the weekend. At one point, he was on the uh, uh, he was on the boardwalk at Disney's boardwalk where the ESPN club is, and he was just sitting out on a bench. And one of our producers saw him, and we it was you know we were doing it's like, do you want to come in and do an interview? We'll do, and he couldn't do it, but because he only had like fifteen minutes, but he wouldn't let the producer leave. He wanted to talk about football with him on this bench for the fifteen minutes. 
should have brought um, a camera out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think that was probably pushback from the laziest man I ever worked with. The man whose name of his autobiography is that nap made me sleepy. Ugh, my goodness. Now we're going on. No, but it has to. Do, it has to do with him not favoring you in the auditions. That's where. It, that's where it boils down to. No, nope, that's mean, not it. Come on, it does. It does. It's, it's not. You didn't favor me in the auditions. I'm still working with you. Of course, I, you. Did. Of course oh, I did. I called. I called our good friend Alice and told her what you needed to prepare for for the callback. I you don't think set, anyone else got that call. You just set me up uh, for. You set it up so the my failure. When you want to discuss the Dennis Rodman going to the Lakers with someone. That was gonna... not my choice. I did not want to talk basketball, believe no. me. All right. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little about uh, college football. I, I forgot to bring this up on the Friday show because I guess it had just it had just happened the day before. But I want to I, I want to uh, send out kudos to the folks running college football. And we don't often do that. Uh, I sent you, Mark, the really great article yeah. about maybe the, it's time for college football, the power five college football teams to break away from the NCAA because – they are they, they those entities are not the same in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I want to take my hat off to them for putting together the Coastal Carolina BYU game last minute. Um, it gave BYU an opportunity, and you know we talked about them. We thought they were underranked and that they, they, they deserved better. Gave them an opportunity to play against a top twenty-five team and a Coastal Carolina team that, no matter what Colin Cowherd said, is actually a good football team. There is absolutely no doubt that their head coach is not long for Myrtle Beach. There's no doubt about that. We gave um, them the after further review kiss of death. BYU I'm talking about right we now. We did. We did. But I want to take my hat off to throwing that game together last minute. And it was, you know, for BYU, maybe they did themselves a disservice because they, you know, a couple of other things that happened above them and they remained undefeated. Maybe they'd have gotten into the playoff. They're not going to now because they end up losing to the Chanticleers. Um, but man, what a what a that made me so happy to see that. I agree. That's a great example of the agility. We've talked about this. You want to be agile. You want to be facile. And uh, the NCAA has 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 shown that. And I think I think what this COVID thing has done. It's just forced people to get out of whatever comfort, regardless. They. People, you know, depending on the kind of character you are, you hold on with your teeth to what you know as long as you can. But this thing has forced everyone to do at least some level of reinventing, even the NCAA. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that is a happy thought, John. I agree with you. That was I couldn't believe that game was on the docket and I couldn't believe it was happening. And then, of course, Coastal Carolina wins. Now, does that mean they're in the top 10 or, or they they vault all the way to 14 or whatever it was? Well, no, then it will, everybody will think that, you know, BYU was overranked now, certainly. But I do think Coastal Carolina made a good argument for that they are a team that uh, nobody's heard of. Somewhat like Boise State, though Boise State was a little bit of a, a slower build, but a yeah, team but that deserves it. A- was a was a real, like, I think Joe's they're only in there by the sea, you know, I like, and they are actually by the sea. They're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So that actually beautiful, worked. Beautiful location. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think this is only their fifth season in, um, in FBS. Uh, if I'm not incorrect, they have just moved up to that level recently. So that is uh yeah, it's a great win yeah. for them. And I think they're not going to be in the mix, but they deserve Mark in my mind, what I'll just refer to as a new year's day bowl game. They may not actually occur on new year's day at this point, but they deserve that if they continue to win out because they beat a top 15 team yeah. and there will be teams, Mark, as you know, in bowl games that never sniffed a victory over a top 15 team. I would say most, yeah. John. I would say most. And again, doesn't matter anymore because I've I've seen the light. I've seen the light with this. Very nice. I have. It doesn't matter that most teams haven't sniffed a win against a top 15 team, maybe even a matchup against a top 15 team. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. By the way, Derek Abbott pointed yeah. out that uh, Coastal Carolina Center, who's kind of a folk hero, uh, is 5'9", 290. And he's built like a, an office mini fridge, and he absolutely is. Um, I bring it up because um, I, I set as my goal for the uh, listeners and uh, viewers of After Further Review that next Halloween, <coughs> I will go dressed as the CCU Center because I am essentially 5'9". All I have to work on is the 290, and I think I can get there. How would your wife feel about that? 
Because I know you would be fine with trying to get to 290. I know I, you would be. You would I want to be a William Conrad impersonator. You know, that's my whole job. I, that's my gig. <laughs> no, that's life. a great thing. I want to be a Wilford Brimley impersonator, which I think I could do. I just need to grow the mustache. Give us this one. Diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Very much. And you enjoy oatmeal. I enjoy much oatmeal. To- and I could do that scene in Absence of Malice where he's the lawyer talking to Paul Newman and Sally Field. That's a movie you should see again, John Felke. It's been a long time. Absence of Malice. Been a long time. Watching, Underrated. Watching the uh, uh, Hulu series Staged. Presently. I've heard it's unbelievable. Our friend Tim Williams gave us the uh, recommendation. And would you would you concur with his recommendation? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Michael Sheen and David Tennant playing Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Uh, who were supposedly the the premise of it is they were going to be doing a show on the West End, um, and obviously things got canceled because of COVID. And the director, who's a gentleman named Simon, he's a director or actor in uh, England as well, playing himself. He's much less successful than these guys, and he's trying to hold this production together because he thinks if he's worked with, he knows Tenet better. But if he works with Tenet and Sheen, and it's it's well received, it will push his career. So forward so he has uh, is talking them into rehearsing the show via skype and so the whole thing they do pull out of skype and you get to see the, their lives but it is really really funny i will warn anyone who has an issue with accents michael sheen is welsh david tennant is scottish a solid 30 percent of what they say you will not understand do, do close caption yeah I, wow that's what I always do with with those kind of shows, and because really, I'm, because I'm old and and I, I respect you a little less right now. Just just now, this 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 could be a breaking point for me. <laughs> okay. No, I do that a lot. I do that a lot. I have to admit, I do that a lot. Wow, it's fine. It's like I want to hear what I want to understand what they're saying. I mean, why why would you why would you advocate? Not understanding thirty percent, which is what you just quoted. Thirty like percent. Don't no need to be spoon fed. You know, I should catch up. So you just gotta, you catch just up. gotta figure it out. Just gotta kind of go to catch up. Fill in the blanks. Gotta speculate as to what they're thinking. Yeah, you gotta you just gotta catch up. You gotta be you know gotta be more agile, Mark. I don't know. I think being agile is is using a tool at your disposal to understand something, a piece of art, more than you would. It's a it's a tool at your disposal. It's like watching a foreign film. It really is a foreign film. Welsh and Scottish, they're not really speaking English, let's face it. <laughs> All right. Well, then, you know, fire up the closed <laughs> captioning, I guess. And... So anyway, All so you right. loved Mank. Hey, I heard that. I uh, love Mank, yeah, uh, for anybody who uh, is looking for a movie to watch on Netflix about uh, Herman Mankiewicz, the screenwriter of um, Citizen Kane, among, among other things, and uh, the great Gary Oldman doing some quality work. Lots of fun, shot in black and white, so there may be a whole group of folks uh, who don't don't care for that. There's a, there's, a, there's a whole group of folks that just won't watch the black and white film, won't watch a film uh, with subtitles, Mark. Uh, well, obviously, then they will never do the closed captioning idea that I yeah. uh, recommended to people. Who I know, don't and I won't do dubbed, uh, heavy Welsh or heavy Scottish accent. Uh, you see, I'm a, I'm, just, I'm such a uh, 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 an elitist when it comes to that. I will not do a dubbed movie. I won't. I won't. I won't do that. Can't. Got it. Got to be no, 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 original gotta, with subtitles. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And I don't care. Absolutely. If it's, Black and white or not. Um, All right. Uh, So not much else in college football. Everybody, the the usual suspects continued to roll. You always bring up the Florida. I feel the same way about the Gators that I felt about them before, which is, I think, defensively. They are not they're not going to hold up against an onslaught that they're going to see from Alabama. I, I if I had to bet right now, I think they lose to the to the tide by probably two touchdowns or more. I, I think I think you fight to keep it within double digits. I really do. I think Florida yeah. is that kind of a team that you can keep it to seven, eight, nine. You can fight, you can fight to keep it to, to double digits. And you almost had a real nice, uh, although it really wouldn't have necessarily helped you that much. But Texas A&M struggled with Auburn. Yeah, they did. They did. And I like Jimbo Fisher. I do. And he's, you know, kind of made a uh, – you know, made a program there, especially in this time, you know, this time of the century, this time of our lives in 2020. And that's a great story. I think it really is a great story. But um, I was written for Auburn. 
I was rooting for so Auburn so that you guys would have a clear path to the uh, to the playoffs. Because I'm rooting for I like I like the Gators. I like Trask a lot, and I like your offense. And Mullins is, but, you know, yeah, annoys me at times for obvious reasons. But um, I like him. You know, I like him as a coach. I like the program. You well, know, you're, Mississippi you're a State. big fan. You're a good friend. I'm 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 a big Miami Dolphin fan because of Riley. I'm I'm yeah. rooting for the Redskins, even though you know it's not their name. I'm sorry, you're right. Good call. I'm rooting for the former the team formerly known as that, uh, the Washington football team. Although tonight I do have an interest in the Steelers as well because I have friends who are Steelers fans. So that's going to be a fun game. Actually. Well, and I'm just seeing enjoy that game, and just to see uh, you had kickoff in just a couple of hours. Actually, I think you know, and Jeff and I are uh, Washington football team fans. Just be interested to see how that front four, that that pass yeah. defense of Washington, how they can get in Ben Roethlisberger's face because Roethlisberger yeah. in, in, in was the best is and is still among the best, but is the best at buying time in the pocket. Sure, sure. You know, other guys run better, but he could. He, first of all, he's enormous. Uh, and strong, and he could buy a lot of time in the pocket. And that yeah. that offense has changed a lot. They're a, they're a they've got a very West Coast feel about them right now. It's There's quick a lot of- strike. It's yeah. it's quick. It's it's quick. You know they're they're using the run game to set up the pass, or they're using the pass game to set up the run. I should say. And yeah, yeah. but he is the guy. I mean, he was the guy to extend a play. He 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 wasn't a runner. Your to your point. But boy, oh boy, he could he could buy some time, like you're yeah. saying, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's a good it, matchup. It's a fun matchup. It, it, it is a good matchup. And, and Pittsburgh, what they're on like four days rest, three days rest, two yeah. days rest. They played like seven games in eight days or something. Well, and essentially too, they've had a, they've had like t- over two weeks of their schedule being interrupted in some way. And that even to me is more, you know, because these guys, you know, you have a little bit of a hiccup, but it's just you remember that that game against the Ravens was canceled and rescheduled three times i believe yeah and why did the ravens get the extra day that's not fair that doesn't seem fair does it does not now granted pittsburgh's at home but still it doesn't seem fair i you know i don't know it doesn't seem fair and and basically it was the ravens fault wasn't it the ravens fault that all those things got rescheduled basically right didn't they have like 48 guys who were positive I, th- I think the reason why they get the extra day is because not only was it their fault that time, but it's their fault that they get an extra day because didn't they have another scare? I think right you're right for this game. So they have to be outside of that four day window for the, for the proper testing. Yeah, I know. Th- I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, just, uh, as is no good deed goes unpunished. I don't know what the flip side of that is, but apparently for the Ravens, it's, you know, no bad, no deed bad deed. Don't goes punished, I guess. Right, right. There it is. No bad. Derek deed Abbott. Goes Derek Abbott pointing out this uh, tons of ru- RPO run pass option stuff for the Steelers and rub roots to get guys open. Yeah. It's a, it's a completely different offense really from what we're used to from them. Um, and, and there's, and there's Tomlin being a, you know, Tomlin is, is proving himself to be, I mean, he make that coach of the year. Why wouldn't he get coach of the year? If, if, yeah. if they continued to, I mean, Tomlin has done a great job. Yeah. Opinion. If, if Andy Reed repeats, then does it just become coach of the year? Because no one repeats, really. Uh, I mean, there there are a lot of guys in the running for that. In, in the running for that right now. I agree. Um, it, it it should be interesting to see. All right. Um, anything else? I know we have that whole. We'll do. We'll get into that discussion, Mark, uh, in a later show about the article that I sent you uh, uh, about the NCAA Power Five college football yeah. conferences breaking away from the NCAA because what they talked about is, you know, the difference between what a Power Five conference uh, football team is like uh, to the rest of the Power Five is that they're further apart from what, or the rest of the sports, that they're further, so much further away from the rest of the the sports at those un- at the, those Power Five conferences uh, than a Power Five player in another sport, like a baseball player, is from a, football championship series colleges that it's they have separated the, that was very clumsily said it was hard to say but that they have separated themselves so much that it, it it bears no resemblance even to college basketball because remember the NCAA owns March Madness that's a much bigger part of uh that's a big part of the NCAA pie and the championship in college football is not an NCAA it's a separate entity altogether um, I, yeah, I agree. And it's interesting because it's, it's all about the governing body. It's yeah. all about who's going to be the governing body. And the fact that they've, 
met with Mark uh, Emmerich, I think is his last name, um, the the president of the NCAA, um, that this organization has met with them and they've discussed things. This, there's a real possibility that this thing goes forward and that there, you know, there's a just a separate governing body from the rest of college football rules. And in the end, as much as we l- slag on the NCAA, I mean, I do believe 98 to 99% of the people out there are doing everything they can, are really doing their best to to do what's best for all those student athletes and not just the football players, but all of them. Yeah. I, I really do think they're trying to do their best. And, and this is such an anomaly to your point and to, yeah. to their point that why don't you take this off the NCAA's plate? Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. And they're having, they're having discussions. Everything, everything's very civilized. Right. You know, Mark Hammer. Mark. Uh, yeah. I yeah, think Mark Emmert, yeah. Emmerich. That's yeah. wrong. Emmerich. It's Mark Emmert. Yeah. It's, uh, these discussions have taken place and they, they weren't taking pay place under miles brand and people who were in charge of the NCA back sure. in the day. So it is interesting. And as we always say, follow the money and all of the money right now is in college football. Yep. Even those bowl games that Mark hates, including this, oh, that Mark has turned the corner on and uh, I formerly hated. And, and the minute you turn the corner on it, the NCA starts canceling them. The sun bowl is down for this year. It's like, it's well, right. we've, we've made it. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you doomed them. You doomed them with your fandom, Mark. Good I God. realized that's all it took. That's all it took for them to go away, damn it. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Any predictions for tonight's game? Um, Mark, your team, Buffalo and uh, San Francisco. I told you my worry. My worry is the deep threat of Stefan Diggs and uh, the back end of the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, again, if the Niners can control uh, contain him, then I think they have a very solid chance of winning the game. Um the thing about it is that I think they play. They do play the Washington football team after that, mm-hmm. and they have uh, another game that I can't remember. But it's a, it's a team that's um, oh, it's Dallas. It's Dallas. So it's Washington and Dallas. If they can get by Buffalo tonight, mm-hmm. there's a shot that they can be eight and six coming into their final two games against uh, Arizona and uh, Seattle. And Garoppolo and Kittle will be back for those two games. It's a long shot. It's a lot of hope, lot to hope for. I don't. I have a feeling Buffalo is going to take this one, and I think Washington's going to give Pittsburgh a game. But Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, man, they they just know how to win, ugly yeah. or not. They know how to win. So yeah, I think, I think Pittsburgh pulls it out. I think Buffalo pulls it out. That's my prediction tonight. Yeah, I think P- Pittsburgh uh, probably will pull it out. Uh, though I think that game will be close, and I do. I do like Buffalo. Jeff, do you agree or see an upset somewhere? I, if I do see an upset, I think it's going to be the uh, Washington football team ending the uh, undefeated season for Pittsburgh, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. I, think, I, I agree. I probably lean a little towards where maybe the 49ers can pull the upset, but uh, wouldn't be shocked in either of these cases. Would not be shocked in either of these cases. Uh, uh, again, interesting football games. And, and who would have thought, Mark, that and Jeff, because uh, Jeff and I are both watching us, who would have thought our teams – would be playing an interesting football games this late in the season, given some things that have happened over the last five, six weeks. No, no, no one would. Yeah, no. It's, it's unbelievable. Who would thought that the Minnesota Vikings would be, as of now, qualified for the playoffs? And the New York who, Giants who are the team in the, the NFC nobody Patriots wants to play. What had happened over the last few weeks. Right. And the NFC, in the NFC, the New York Giants are the team. And they were 0-5. Yeah. Well, who would you rather play right now, the Giants or the Buccaneers? I don't think any team, if I'm not mistaken, seriously, I don't think any team, John, that's been Owen that started Owen five has ever made the playoffs in the history of the National Football League. In I'm off history. Hey, I I'm think off. I'm right on that. It's funny because I may I was I I was thinking San Francisco was the favorite in that game, and that is is who I believe will win. And Lenny said they are now the favorite in that game. Wow, right. they were they were down I think by San two, Francisco three, going and then to it win. was one. Oh, you do? Oh, so you? Okay. I, I do think San Francisco is going to be Buffalo. I don't know All what right. it is with Buffalo. I just mm-hmm. I don't I don't find them. You don't buy. You don't buy them yet. No, I like Josh Allen. I like. I like some of what they're doing up there. But uh, all right, it. it, I tell you, it just week in and week out. I mean, it's not even talking about the Rams. We're talking about the Forty Niners. Yeah, who would have thought? Because two weeks, uh, five weeks ago, four weeks ago, even it was Arizona is on the come and Seattle and who are we talking about? The Rams and the Forty Niners. What a great year! What a great year! It has been a great year, actually. It's been a great year in the National Football League. 
Jeff, did you listen to uh, the Allman Brothers Live at the Fillmore East yet? I didn't get an opportunity to do okay. it yet, but I, it is definitely on the agenda. We, we need I, to talk you know what's about funny it. is I, I I have gone back to listening to CDs because I have a I have a tube amp that I listen through some nice speakers. Uh huh. So I listen to CDs, so I've got to I've got to get it onto a CD so I can right. listen to it. I don't want to listen to it in my headphones. I fully understand. I fully understand. Everybody, do it. Go out and listen to your homework over the weekend. Listen to Allman Brothers Live at the Fillmore East. We will do, and listen to only one side. And I checked into it, Mark. The Elma Combo side is the third side of Love You Alive. So you're right. So it's like they slip oh. in an acoustic set. You know how the Stones like to do that slip in? So they yeah. slipped in the club set to go with the mediocre, and I'm yeah. being very generous. You are. Arena crap that's on that album. Best part of that album, the Elma Combo side and the album cover. Uh, and outside of that, but that Elma Combo side is a it's fun, great side of rock and roll. That yeah. place had a lot of awesome stuff because the oh, yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughn at the live live at the Elma Combo. Oh it was yeah, yeah. It was it was like you know the Beacon Theater in New York or one of those places that you know everybody had to go and play there. Even when they outgrew the club, you would go and play there. And and there are more albums that have been recorded there as well so there you go folks check it out uh cracking up is i think my favorite of all though that version of around and round is awfully good Man, come on right. for mark ferrera jeff taylor i'm john pelkey thanks for listening to after further review we will talk to you next time everybody peace out